0: Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, what a day. I was, uh, yesterday I put three rows of new potatoes in my garden and um, got my garden all ready on late Good Friday afternoon. And then yesterday morning uh, and during the day, I put three rows of new potatoes in. It just struck me as I was doing it that as I put these small potatoes into the ground. Is this okay? As I I put these potatoes into the ground about five, six inches in, just all of a sudden just realised how dark it was for that little potato. (laughs) Sentimental in my old age. Put that little potato in the ground, I thought, poor little thing. It's dark down there. Give it a few weeks. And out of the darkness, something will emerge through the ground. Life will come. Every seed starts in a place of darkness, and then it grows, and life comes. Every baby that is in the womb spends nine months in darkness, and then life comes. And as much as I love Easter Sunday... I'm so grateful to God that he saw it through from Good Friday today. That in a place of darkness, of Good Friday through Saturday, God saw it through for us. And today, the tomb is empty and Jesus is alive. Praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. And I don't know where you're at on that journey of that concept, Jesus is Alive. You may have been a Christian for many years here today. You may be a relatively new Christian. You may have a faith that is vibrant and full on and exciting. Or you may have a faith in Jesus that at this moment in time is a bit indifferent. Or you may be here today because it's just Easter Sunday or you've been invited by a friend or a relative and you've never experienced that Jesus is alive for you. And so I want to share this morning why I believe with all of my heart that to follow Jesus is the most important thing a man or a woman can do in their lives. Follow Jesus I'm always reminded, when I think of that that little phrase, follow Jesus, I'm always reminded of November the 25th, 1978. For some of you here this morning, that is a long, long while ago. You're thinking, oh my goodness, that's like decades ago. You're right. Because I was 12 years old on November, well, I was 12 years old on May the 25th, 1978, that was my birthday. But on November the 25th, 1978, in Denmark, in Denmark Street, Brethren Hall, I got baptised over 44 years ago. Gosh. And baptism is something that we are going to witness in a little while. In a few minutes, we are going to see five people get baptised. They are going to publicly declare that their life has been given to Jesus, that Jesus is their Lord and they've decided to follow Jesus. They're going to be saying to you and to me, I'm a follower of Christ. The word follow is an interesting word, isn't it? Because sometimes I think, we, you know, I'm my own person, I don't follow anyone. Well, actually, we all follow something. My favourite day of the week is Wednesday. Because on a Wednesday, Michelle and I look after our little granddaughter, Evie, who's two and a half years old. And she has learnt to follow Grandpa. (laughs) If I do something, she follows me. If I walk up the lounge in a funny way, she's behind me and she walks up the lounge in a funny way. If I run up the garden, she follows me and she runs up the garden. If grandpa does something a little bit naughty, she follows me and she does something a little bit naughty. Because we all follow something. Some of us follow Norwich. Some of us follow Ipswich. We follow on Facebook. Uh, Some of us follow none of those teams. We follow on Facebook. We follow on Instagram. We follow on Twitter. We get recommendations to follow. We follow the news. We follow trends and fashion. We follow a band, we follow a political party, we follow our heart, we follow our instincts. Today coming here, we followed other cars, we followed people coming into the building because we are all followers. Every single one of us here today, we all follow something. And what we follow has an impact and an influence on our lives. About two years ago, I stopped doing Facebook. And the reason I stopped doing Facebook is because it got into my head in a wrong way. Just like, just did, it wasn't good for me. So I've come off Facebook, and now when I wanna dip onto it, I just use Michelle's Facebook to catch up with things that are around. The, the thing is, Michelle has no friends on Facebook. Well, she's got three. It's not because she's not got friends. She just doesn't want friends on Facebook. So sometimes I have a look on this community notice board. I have a love-hate relationship with this community notice board because sometimes it's brilliant for finding out things and other times it drives you mad. So I've ditched Facebook, but over recent months I've got into Twitter. And I know, exactly, and, I, and I've begun to follow certain people on Twitter, and I've just had to unfollow a whole load of people on Twitter, and the reason I had to do it is because it's got into my head again. Some political people, some people with strong opinions, and I've started to get agitated and a bit annoyed with some of the things that they're saying, and I've commented a few times, and I'm thinking, just remove that comment, Graham, it's just not healthy. Because we all follow something, and what we follow has a huge influence on our lives. Jesus walked down a beach one day, and he said to two fishermen, and then to another two fishermen, follow me. He walked into a tax collector's booth to a guy called Matthew and he said to him, follow me. A little bit later on in one of the Gospels when he was talking to uh, Peter, he talked and he said those words to Peter again, follow me. And in all of those occasions, these guys literally left what they were doing They left their livelihoods. They left their jobs. In other words, they gave up everything that they had and they followed Jesus. We cannot ignore this statement. It doesn't matter what part of life or what cycle or season of life you're in right now. You cannot ignore those two words that are up on that screen. You either will choose to follow Jesus or you won't. But you cannot ignore it. And I want to say to us this morning that if you choose to follow Jesus, life won't be easy every day of your life. Following Jesus, there is a cost to it. Following Jesus demands everything. Following Jesus is not easy. But to not follow Jesus is even worse. Because if you don't follow Jesus, you'll never experience fullness of life. You might think you've got a good life today, but if you don't follow Jesus, you will never, ever, ever experience fullness of life. Now you might be sitting there thinking, that's a bit hard hitting, Graham. That's a bit tough, but it's the truth. Because the only way we can experience the fullness of life is to follow Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus changes everything. The resurrection of Jesus is something that we cannot ignore. We have to respond to it. If Jesus didn't come back to life, Christianity is futile. Baptism is at best a bath and the church is pointless. But if he did come back to life, we cannot ignore it. We either dismiss it as a lie or we choose to, and we choose to live our lives without Jesus or we fully embrace the resurrection of Jesus today. In John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus says these words. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Only in him and in him only will any man or any woman have fullness of life. Knowing him is the only way. Jesus says in another part of one of the Gospels, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I don't know what your personal belief is today, but if you don't have a belief in Jesus, you are without hope. Because only in him will you find eternal life. When those ladies arrived at the tomb and they ran into the tomb and they discovered an empty tomb, what does one of the gospels say? Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is here risen now in response to this phrase follow jesus you might throw a question back at me this morning why should i follow jesus and i guess in part i've already explained that but i want to say that one of the reasons why i believe we should follow jesus this morning is this we are all broken we are all broken Every single one of us here today has suffered brokenness. Maybe you are experiencing brokenness right now in your life. All of us, we carry the scars of broken experiences. We can be physically broken, we can be emotionally and mentally broken. Others may have inflicted brokenness on you. Maybe your own actions have caused you to be broken. But I'm not talking about physical brokenness or emotional brokenness this morning. I'm talking about spiritual brokenness. When we are spiritually broke, we are separated from God, spiritual brokenness means separation from God it means that there is a gulf between you and God that you cannot bridge by human effort the gulf between you and God if you are not a follower of Jesus today is so vast you cannot get within a million miles of God there is nothing that you can do and there's nothing that I can do to get you remotely close to God. The gulf is too big. You can be the best living person in the world. You can have the most fulfilling job. You can have the greatest marriage. You can give your life to work good works. You can raise thousands for charity but you will never get close to God because you are spiritually broken and the only way that we can come into a relationship with God is to become a follower of Jesus. The only way that you or I can ever know the intimacy and the friendship of God and God as a father is if we come through the person, Jesus Christ. And that is why today we cannot ignore this phrase. We either have to embrace it and make a decision, I will become a follower of Jesus, or we reject it and we say no. The Bible calls separation from God sin. I was thinking about that the other day and I'm thinking, I can't remember the last time I mentioned the word sin in church. And I was a little bit challenged by that. Because it's not a trendy word, is it? To tell people that they're sinners or to tell people they're wrong is not very politically correct. You know, because surely today... We can believe anything, can't we? Surely truth is in the, in the eyes of the beholder, isn't it? Only truth is found in Jesus. And without Jesus, we will never know the truth. Without Jesus, we'll never know fullness of life. Without Jesus, we'll never know the way. It's only in him and separation from God the Bible calls sin and I can't I kind of I've got to tell you this morning you are looking at a guy on the stage that has sinned a lot I have missed God's mark many many times in my life and as a Christian I still miss God's mark as a Christian I still mess up I still fall short of God's standard and I know in my own strength and in my own ability I can never, ever, ever meet God's standard. I can never please God. There is nothing that I can do today outside of Jesus that will get me anywhere close to God. My good moral standards, my high standard of living, my clean and tidy house, My tidy garage, (laughs) I've just sinned. (laughs) Everything I try and do in my life, even trying to be a good church leader, is not good enough. Even trying to be the best husband in the world is not good enough. I have to know Jesus. This church is not ashamed to tell people you need Jesus. You don't need a political party. And I'm not against voting for a political party, but it's not the answer. You don't need vast sums of money in the bank. You don't need a good job. You don't need great relationships, all of those things are good. But you do need Jesus. You have to know Jesus. Without Jesus, we are separated from God and there is no hope. Jesus is the only way to fullness of life. I've got a good life. I have, God has blessed me with a wonderful wife. Next Saturday, I'm gonna witness the marriage of my only son. I'm excited about that. God has blessed me with so many things, but I know in my life that without Jesus, it'll never be full. An empty tomb and an empty cross is the only way to a full life. Because our lives will always be missing who we were born and created to know. It's impossible for any human being to have that fullness without Jesus. Today, on Easter Sunday, Jesus changed his status from dead to alive. Do you know what he wants to do? He wants to change his relationship status as well to in a relationship with you. I've often seen when I did Facebook, so-and-so is now in a relationship with so-and-so or relationship status complicated. Jesus wants to change his relationship status today to saying a relationship with you. It's so important. You can't ignore this phrase. You have to do something with it. You either reject it or you accept it. When Jesus died on a cross it wasn't just to create a historical event. When Jesus rose from the dead, it wasn't just to give us four days off over a bank holiday weekend. It wasn't an excuse to stuff our faces with chocolate. It was to give every woman and every man the opportunity to say, Jesus, I wanna be a follower of you. Please, please, don't go through life without Jesus. Don't stick your backside on a seat in a church three times a year and think that's enough. It's not enough. Because we sang a song this morning, which I didn't know we were going to sing. In fact, a pretty old song, which I used to sing when I was a teenager, but great words. And it said these words, He is Lord, He is Lord. He is risen from the dead and he is Lord. Every tongue confess, every knee shall bow that Jesus Christ is Lord. Can I say in closing, before we baptize five people this morning, one day you will have to confess Jesus as Lord, and one day you will bow the knee to him. You won't have a choice. When your life comes to an end or when Jesus comes back and this life on earth is all wrapped up, every person that has ever lived, every wealthy celebrity, every talented sports star, every politician, every person that has ever lived in history will confess Jesus as Lord and will bow their knee to him. What Jesus wants you to do today is this. Do it this side of heaven. Do it before you die. Willingly say, Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. I bow my knee and I make my decision to follow you, to follow you. I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad that I was a follower of Jesus when I was coming into this on my motorbike as an 18-year-old and I ended up in a serious road accident. I'm so glad that I was a follower of Jesus when my wife and I decided we wanted children and we couldn't have have our own children. I'm so glad I was a follower of Jesus when our 23-year-old nephew died of cancer 10 years ago. I was so glad that I was a follower of Jesus when my parents died. You see where I'm going, don't you? Being a follower of Jesus isn't always easy. But I'm so glad that I was a follower of Jesus through those times. Because he made the difference. Because he's the one that gives you fullness of life.